Hello to all the loving mothers, doting fathers, guardians, and curious listeners. Welcome back to another engaging episode of Unveiling a New View to Parenting. I'm your ever-enthusiastic host, Nikki, eager to guide you through the mesmerizing labyrinth of parenthood with a pinch of humor, a dash of sarcasm, and a colossal load of engaging content. Today, we're embarking on an epic adventure, an expedition every parent has to undertake, the exciting yet slightly terrifying journey of transitioning your infant to solid foods. Around the six-month mark, parents worldwide transform into culinary explorers, venturing into the land of bananas, pureed peas, and sippy cups of water. So fasten your seatbelts because we'll dive into this delightful, chaotic, chaotic headfirst. For this voyage, we've enlisted an expert navigator who has crossed this terrain multiple times and emerged victorious. They've grappled with the fears, experimented with techniques, and developed an actionable plan to turn this transition into a thrilling adventure rather than an uphill battle. I'm excited today to introduce Serena, who has over a decade of experience in culinary nutrition with a strong concentration in nutrition consulting. Welcome, Serena. So glad to have you here today. Thank you. So without further ado, let's satiate our curiosity and delve into this enlightening conversation. To kick things off, could you shed some light on why transition to solids is such a monumental milestone for infants and their parents? What's cooking in the background? Yeah, so the transition to solids is such a monumental milestone for infants and their parents. It's because this is your baby's first milestone of their development out of eight milestones as a part of growing and starting the transition to introducing other foods besides your breast milk gondol formula. Their taste buds are about to become alive. And as parents, you will always remember their first of everything. And <laughs> eating something new will be always memorable, right? So according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, they recommend introducing solids to babies when they are between ages four to six months. However, uh, when you are conversing um, with you know, your child's pediatrician, uh, they do tell you that um, Starting foods at six months is when um, they're, you know, attentive, they're reaching, they're interested, they're observing food that you are eating. So therefore, at this point, um, it's, they can actually start to have solid foods, right? And um, when you see that they're holding up their head and, you know, they're holding their necks, overall, they're acting a little bit more independently. That's when you can 100% know that they're really ready to start introducing solids into their diet. Um, and then also just another, uh, you know, some more information out there is that at six months, um, the introduction to solid food does help babies learn to eat, right? And you're giving them, um, experience of new tastes, new textures, and just overall a range of variety of foods. So overall, we're helping, um, develop their teeth and jaws while also building other skills that they would need for other development, right? And so just from my perspective a bit, I have a newborn, she's eight months. And uh, my perspective is that you, when you are introducing solids to them, you, you want to make sure that the food is well cooked, right? You want to make sure that it's ground, pureed, or mashed. Um, introducing foods such as like carrots, squash, pumpkin, sweet potato, green beans, you know, peas, avocado. Those are like the first things that you want to introduce to your child. And then you want to introduce like more um, of the sweet things. So introducing savory first is obviously going to be important because through sweet things, it's just going to be easier for your child. But when you are um, trying to puree food items, you want to make sure you're trying something every four to five days. You want to keep trying that same 
food item for four to five days and then you can um, eventually venture out to other food items and also making sure that you're keeping in mind and monitoring any allergic reactions and or food sensitivities that could occur with your baby. Certainly, and I'm sure that your experience with um, with all of this brings a treasure of a trove of tricks and techniques. So maybe you could share some of those most effective strategies for transitioning to solids that make this journey smooth and enjoyable for both the infant and the parent. Absolutely. So there are actually a few things, effect strategies that I think um, with transitioning transitioning to solids um, will overall make it very much memorable, enjoyable for not only the parent, but for the the child as well. So for me, and just based on um, science evidence is that you wanna create a routine. Routines are really, really, really important. And we know that um, in routines, understanding that solids take time. So you really wanna keep in mind that majority of their nutrients is still coming from your breast milk and or formula, right? You wanna also introduce a variety of foods that include like iron and zinc, which are really important nutrients in the second half of your baby's first year. And they can be found in pureed meats, beans, lentils, whole grain oatmeal, berries, avocados. Those are just some of the items that you can introduce into your child's uh, diet. And you, the parent, you be creative, right? This is the time that you're spending with your child bonding, making memories, you know? You can always tell your child later in life that, oh, mom made you a whole vegan, you know, brownie with like black beans, you know? Um, We used cocoa, we used almond milk, right? All of these, like, you know, you just really want to be creative when you are, you know, doing these different recipes and trying these different foods with your child. At least for me, I journal everything with my child. So again, just being creative as a parent and just, you know, keeping um, open dialogue with your child as it relates to, you know, obviously you can't help, but just keeping that open expression and creating that memorable experience with your child, I believe is super, super, super important. And so another strategy um, is to prepare baby food at home. We know that there are a lot of prepared foods that you can find in the grocery store. uh, And those are pretty much for parents that are on the go. It's, you know, it's quick, easy for the parents. But I find that when you're able to prepare baby food at home, again, as I mentioned before, you're making the experience a little bit more memorable. Um, and also you can try with baby led weaning methods, right? So instead of buying or making specific foods to feed your baby, um, you're able to prepare the same meal for the whole family with modifications as needed. Uh, I do find that the baby led weaning method is important. Uh, actually has a lot of benefits and it offers multiple advantages for the families and the babies. For example, it saves the parents time and money, you know, it, you know, it helps the baby experience valuable social interactions at the table with the family. It also exposes your baby to diverse foods. It also helps hone the importance of the development skills. And overall, it makes meals manageable when you actually try the baby led weaning method. Um, another strategy that I would like to Uh, just share with you is know the do's and the don'ts right so for the do's you want to go slow you want to keep things simple and healthy uh you follow your baby's cues as much as he or she wants to eat and you know you let them explore and be involved as much as possible you give your baby plenty of water throughout the day and a sippy cup and always check with your child's pediatrician about your baby's growth and or development and don't put food in a baby bottle allow them to 
take things, you know, put it on their palate, let them taste it, let them be involved, let them explore the different textures and flavors as it relates to food, right? Um, and don't ever give a baby food larger than the baby's fingertip, right? Also be mindful of any like sharp food and or um, choking hazardous like grapes. And if you're going to introduce them to groups, make sure that they're really mashed and also do not give them hot dogs. Uh, you definitely want to avoid uh, cow's milk until after their first year. And lastly, don't give up, you know, have the baby try each food multiple times. As I mentioned before, I, I tried, you know, sugar snap green peas with my child at least six times until she felt comfortable with um, eating it. And, you know, I tried different cooking methods from steaming to blanching to roasting. Everything just try different things to actually introduce them to that. And then also, lastly, be prepared for the messes, right? And my thing is accept and embrace everything that comes your way with your child. And that's just a way of you becoming more familiar with your child and creating that bond with your child, especially um, learning them as they grow and develop. Ah, uh, what wonderful insights. Um, I could attest to the mess with two uh, toddlers. Uh, uh, we started at six months, baby led weaning. I'm so glad you covered this topic. It's yeah. a little bit of a modern technique and I think it mm -hmm. works so well, just mm -hmm. with everything in, in you know, they, they grow and develop uh, and have a sense of autonomy. I think yeah. it also helps alleviate the picky eating later on in life. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Absolutely. Um, but we also know that the journey to solids isn't a one-size-fits-all always. Mm -hmm. So how can parents tailor this transition to suit their infant's unique pace and preferences while ensuring they receive a wholesome, balanced diet? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, as you mentioned before, solids isn't a one-size-fits-all. It definitely is not. Uh, one thing that I know uh, that parents can tailor to this transition is to be patient. Uh, this new process requires persistence and tolerance because your baby is learning a new skill. Um, also, I would say individualizing your child's food intake, right? So we, as we mentioned before, feeding methods aren't always one size fits all and you don't have to do things in a certain way because each child is different, right? And so what does that mean? You as the parent recognizes the infant's cues of hunger or satiety and responds promptly to these cues. Also, knowing uh, some factors to be considered when determining, you know, the appropriate time when you introduce your child um, to solids into your infant site, right? You think of age, you think of appetite, and you think of the growth rate. These are three main factors that you should highly consider, right? So with age, some people consider age, but don't let it be the determining factor, right? So most parents may start their child uh, to solids around six and a half months to seven months, uh, where parents do find that their infants are truly ready for solids, right? However, focus on the infant's physical readiness while also being able to observe the signs such as sitting up with support, uh, sitting with support, right? Um, the loss of tongue thrust reflect, you know, and development of fine motor skills, curiosities of food, and overall an increased nutritional need uh, where you as a parent can confidently assess your infant's readiness to solid foods. Um, also, for appetite, right? So we're eating for our nutritional need, right? So breast milk and or formula will be um, will continue to be the primary source of nutrition for your babies in their first year. Um, however, keep in mind that when you are introducing solids into their diet, 
you want to make sure that you're uh it's small you're not giving them like a full plate of food right because again as i mentioned a lot of their nutrients is still coming from formula or your breast milk so you want to give about you know a three tablespoons you know a three tablespoons of whether it's a fruit or a vegetable or pureed uh, meat being mindful again that most of their nutritional um needs is being met through your breast milk still and or formula and then the growth rate right so um Waiting for your infant to show any physical or physiological capabilities allows for the proper growth and development that can reduce the risk of any potential complications that can come in the future, right? So there are some negative consequences when you introduce your child um, too early, right? Um, the infant's digestive system and developmental readiness needs time to mature before they can actually and effectively handle solid foods by themselves. Oh gosh, it's so true. And, and, you know, of course, let's talk about, we've talked about so many monumental practical mm. ways to do that. Um, so let's talk about the philosophy of it. Um, yeah. And that's a, it's a beautiful ending question. How can this transition lay the foundation for a healthy relationship with you, uh, with food in the future? We, we talked a little bit about the picky eating habits so we can talk, you know, uh, shed some light on that. Um, I guess, how can we use this space to instill good eating habits that last a lifetime? Yeah, I love this question, Nikki, and it's. I think it's important that you as the parent continue to set a strong foundation for your child as it comes to eating, because I've consulted so many parents with picky eaters, and I, I, it just blows my mind, honestly. Um, but when you're laying a foundation, of, you know, for your child, a healthy and positive relationship with food by raising a competent eater is the foundation, right? And you're helping your child develop to learn how to nourish their bodies and eat the right amount um, that they would need as adults. And this is gonna follow them all the way up until they are adult, right? So when you're setting the foundation, that means that you won't have to scramble to figure out feeding when your child grows and help them to have a hell and hearty relationship with food. So they want to have a love for real and tasty food as they grow. Um, and then how to build, you know, safe and balanced milk. You're learning how to serve safe and appropriate milk with your infant with the focus on helping them to thrive and also having feeding principles. Overall, learning the how of feeding is really important part of your child's overall long-term feeding success. And so therefore, as you know, as you the parent, you create these healthy habits for your child's nutrition intake, and it will see them through for the rest of their childhood while reinforcing effective approaches such as, you know, a structure plan, you know, uh, planning the nutrients and overall just planning the individualized um, experience for you and your child. Thank you, Serena, so much for making this transition feel like a little bit of a less <laughs> alien terrain and more like a familiar path. We're all set to apply these strategies, hopefully armed with a newfound understanding and enthusiasm. So glad to have you here. Thanks again. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki. Listeners, as we wrap up this enlightening episode, let's take a moment to appreciate the shared journey of parenthood. Remember, at misspoppins.io, we're here to make this expedition less daunting and more fulfilling. You'll find many resources ranging from revetting research studies to fun-filled videos designed to empower you in your unique parenting journey. And for a touch of magic at your fingertips, download the Miss Poppins app. 
Access a vast network of childcare experts and parenting coaches, each offering unique expertise to cater to your specific needs. With just a few clicks, you can purchase packages, bringing you one step closer to mastering the art of parenting. As we conclude today's episode, remember that every new phase and transition is an opportunity to learn, adapt, and grow together with your little one. Until our next exploration into the captivating realm of parenting, this is your host, Nikki, signing off from Unveiling a New View to Parenting. Stay curious, informed, and above all, compassionate. Catch you in the next episode.